Welcome to a new episode of the Soccer and Fitness Podcast with your host and creator, myself, Sean Spencer. Today, episode 69. So we're, we're getting through these now. I said on the previous one that I was going to get back onto a regular schedule with posting podcasts weekly. And so far, so good. So started just last week and this is the second one in sort of this new phase for those that are new to the podcast there is 68 other podcasts that you may or may not have listened to in the past so yeah since the little break that i had uh anchor has changed slightly and and moved over fully to spotify spotify used to own anchor anyway i believe so still Still getting used to the little changes with how how that works um, and how to sort of monetize it and everything like that. So, yeah, we're still figuring that out. But we are on Thursday, the 24th of August, 2023. Few things to, to go through today. So it should be it should be a good episode. Um, but yeah, first and foremost, as is tradition on this podcast, I have a beer, 16 ounce. And again, believe it or not, we're on the Mon- Montucky Cold Snack. Um, and as I said in the previous previous episode, that I've gone like two or three months without having a Montucky and without having a beer called Peter's Brand. But then I've started this, and I seem to be back on onto this. So a happy coincidence. So yeah, I'm just going to crack this open. Um, I'm actually drinking it out of. I got it at a thrift store, and it's a Miller High Life Stein, that is a Christmas Christmas Stein. So yeah, I'm just going to pour that on myself. You can probably hear it on the on the old microphone. All right, so sit back, relax, and let's delve into the topics that I'm going to be talking about today. I think we're going to we're going to do a few things. I'm going to talk a, a little bit about um, sort of my little side hustle, which is going to be refereeing. So I'm going to talk about that for a minute. Uh, a bit of Messi, I think. A bit of Saudi Arabia. And a few other things, a little bit about fitness, and yeah, let's let's see where we end up on this little adventure. Okay, so the title of the podcast, Soccer and Fitness, sometimes I talk about fitness, but I have a YouTube channel that I've had since 2018 called Sean Resolute. And that is like my main fitness channel, post like a lot of workout videos on there. So I don't tend to go into the fitness element too much on on this channel. But I think what's fitting is to just talk about it for a second. So I'm currently sat in the conference room at my apartment. And like I said, I've got my mom tucky cold snack. I did a workout today. I had a rest day yesterday, but I did a workout today, which was... On a Thursday, my my gym here in West Seattle do like a longer workout. So today's was 40 minutes, and it was actually two workouts put together. So there was there was running, there was thrusters, there was 
what else was there? Um, step ups. It was meant to be box jumps, but I was doing step ups on the um, on the sort of bench. And then and then it went into this ten rounds of cleans, and then front squats, and then push presses. And I, I was doing it with with dumbbells, and it, it, it took just under the forty minutes. And I can tell you, I can tell you what, I just walked to the the supermarket just then to to buy a little bit of uh, sushi and get some beers, and my body is done. So I imagine after this this podcast, I ain't going to be able to move. So yeah, there's your there's your fitness portion. Um, so yeah. Tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I'm traveling down to Portland. Well, Vancouver, it was Vancouver and Portland in Oregon, on the west coast of America, if you're unfamiliar, to to coach. Got two teams. I've got a 2012 team, so they're like 10, 11 year olds, and a U17 team, so 16 year olds, and they're both in the tournament this weekend. I actually won this last year with my younger ones, but we were in the Division 2. So this year we're we're in Division 1 with the younger ones because I feel like, you know, if you've won Division 2, you should maybe go up and and go up against the, um, you know, the high-level teams. And then the older ones are actually in a U19 division. I don't think they've got enough teams, so they've just made this giant... um, U19s division, basically. So, yeah, that's going to be my weekend. It is going to be 90-plus degrees temperature-wise, so it's going to be it's going to be hot, um, you know, 30-plus if you're in the old Celsius. So, yeah, I mean, it should be, it should be pretty good. We'll travel down tomorrow, and then we've got a couple of games, the younger ones and the older ones. And then Saturday, Saturday, I think I've got five games, four of them back to back, a couple hours in between, and then one to finish off. And then thankfully the semi-final finals will be played on the on the Sunday, where the two tournaments I've been to this year, the finals are on the Monday, which makes for a very, very long weekend. Um so yeah, so that's that's what I'm up to this this weekend. And then also, I had the brainwave to become a referee, and this is this is something that I have never really planned to to do this. Although in my past, I have refereed a little bit once at a university game where the referee didn't turn up, so. During your coaching badges on on my level two, you do basic refereeing. So I volunteered. I did that. I got paid whatever it was, £25, £30. Um, and I think I did a, a decent job. I think the game ended like 1-1 and I was, I was pretty fair. So, yeah, a good job there. And then when I was in Carolina, same deal really. I think it was a U19s game. Pretty competitive game, and yeah, no referee turned up, so I volunteered my services and 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 did that. Um, other than that, there's a place in in Preston, an indoor soccer place, five aside that I used to play all the time, um, and refereed there. So it was pretty good. You do you do like you know two, three, or four games back to back, 
and so again you'd get you get paid a bit and for me sort of doing that is it's not necessarily work you know when you're around this this sort of soccer all the time anyway you know it's better if you can be getting paid for it so yeah what happened was i was looking at the local fa here in seattle um SYSA it's called and they had a they had a tile on the website saying like referees wanted so I, I was just having a look and then before you you know it I had signed myself up and again I was probably a beer deep in at this point and thought it was a good idea so I signed up and I'm, I'm doing this online course which which took me the best part of two days to do not continuously but um you know, I did a big chunk Friday night, I think it was, and a big chunk Saturday. Um, yeah, it was pretty straightforward, just just long, and the mechanics of how the website worked weren't weren't great. So I did that, and um, I actually thought that that was going to be enough to, to to be a referee. But no, once I did that, it asked me to sign up to a local clinic. Luckily, there was one on the Monday, like, um, you know, this was Saturday, I finished, or, yeah, I think it was Saturday, so I had Sunday and then the clinic on the Monday, so I went down to, to do the clinic, uh, not too far away, about 20 minutes, Monday evening, and it was a four four hour clinic, so leading up to it, I had no idea what to expect, again, I've, I've been a player, and I've been a coach and I've even done a lot of you know fitness stuff but I've never I've never done anything to do with like referee courses or stuff like that so I had no idea what to expect um but yeah I, I was actually pleasantly surprised so there was four groups there was like I'd say two groups of really young referees and we're talking like 13 14 year olds which i'll get into in a second which was kind of one of the reasons why um i thought it'd be a good idea for me to to become a ref after you, you know coaching and seeing these these referees on the weekend um and then there was sort of like a middle group and they were like you know 14 15 16 17 and then there was like an older group, the one that I was in, and the instructor. The instructor was amazing. I, I enjoyed it. She did a she did a great job out on a smoky evening because we've been having terrible forest fires here. So last weekend was super smoky. But um, yeah, basically you start with the flag as an assistant referee, and you learn like how to basically run the line, understanding offsides, um, demonstrations of the ball being played through and uh, little little things like that. So that was sort of the first bit. That honestly took probably a couple hours. And then there was a couple hours on being, being a centre ref. Again, correct signals, which way to face, how to conduct yourself, how to note down bookings and cautions and stuff like that. So... Yeah, two hours, got through that, and ding-dang-do, qualified ref. So yesterday, I ordered ordered my kit, and yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I'll probably do a couple of games next next week, 
after after the tournament. So just going back, one of the reasons why I want to do this, well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, a little bit extra extra cash is definitely not gonna not gonna hurt. Certainly leading up to Christmas this time last year, I was doing the same what I'm doing now. I was head coach of Bellevue FC, who played in the UPSL. And um, yeah, so I I was the head coach for the full season. And I was also doing um, like a coach, mentor, coach educator for grassroots soccer in, in, in Seattle. So I had a couple more things going on last year. Um, you know, so now I was kind of thinking, you know, going into September, leading up to Christmas, like what else can I can I do that's flexible, that can work around the coaching. So referee sort of ticks all them boxes. Now, the other the other thing that I just mentioned there, I'm refer I'm coaching on the weekends and coaching these these tournaments, and I'm looking around and what I'm seeing is really young kids refereeing, doing the line. And then it, it jumps from sort of 13, 14-year-olds up to like 60-year-olds. And there's nobody really as, you know, that middle ground. So I'm hoping that I can just help this next generation of of referees, give them a bit of confidence, to show them, you know, that it can it can be fun, and you know, help them navigate against coaches and against parents and stuff like that. So, you know, it might it might be a bad idea. I might hate it, but that is that's what I'm going to be doing. So I'm going to be coaching and doing a bit of refereeing. So yeah, that's that. All right, let's get on to what's happening in the world of soccer. So a little roundup. One thing that I have been doing over the Women's World Cup is I've been guest podcasting on my friend's podcast called Eremus Soccer. You can, I don't know what the platform is. I forget what the platform is, but there's there's one which is just the audio and then they are also on, on YouTube. So yeah, you can you can find them. The last one was uh, really interesting because we had a guest in Warren Barton. If you know your soccer, you'll know that he played for Wimbledon and Newcastle and also played for, for England. But I, I certainly remember during the 90s in that uh, the entertainers, the Newcastle team with Espria and, you know, Ginola and all them lot. And yeah, uh, Warren Warren Barton is now over here in America working for, for Fox. And he's also been doing some of the commentary for the Women's World Cup. So yeah, we had him him on for the final game. Um, so go and check that out. Go and check that out if you if you get time. So yeah, that that was that Women's World Cup. Really enjoyed it. Uh, all my thoughts and opinions are on are on that YouTube video, so I don't need to to go over it again now. Like I said, the Premier League is underway. 
I'm a Liverpool fan, um, but I do like to watch majority of the other games. Um, my opinion on Liverpool hasn't changed. You know, they had this second game against against Bournemouth, went one 0 down. I just don't know what to to make of them at the moment. And then this new the news regarding Mo Salah going to to Saudi Arabia. Possibly they've had a, an offer. I really hope that doesn't happen. Um, you know, if you've got the summer to replace somebody like Salah, you, you've got a chance. But trying to do that during the season is is going to be very, very problematic. So I hope that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, McAllister, his red card got overturned, so he's not going to be, miss the Newcastle game this week, which is which is also very fortunate. Um, and I would say Diaz. Diaz looks really good this season. I just really hope he can keep fit. So, yeah, that was that. And then United. United, there's actually, again, a really good video on YouTube from 442. If you're not familiar with 442, it's, um, it was a magazine that I grew up with. Um, yeah, now they've got a, an online presence, which is pretty good. But they they did a nice little video on on Man United because you know and it's needed as well because at the moment the media is slamming the manager and the United team. I personally think it's a little bit premature. Um, you know they got to win, then they got beat. Two games into the season, it's hard to 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 know. You know what's going to happen for the rest of the season based off two games. But uh, one thing that it shows in the in the video is that the way United are, are set up and, and, and playing is is fine. And, you know, they, they actually look, they look half decent. The problem is, is there's a, there's execution on a, a few of the elements. And again, not going to go into it because you can, you can watch the video on that, but it's, it's kind of fascinating so it'll be interesting to see how how that resolves or unravels during the course of the season. Uh, what else have we got? So moving on from from the Premier League, and again, I'll, I'll do a little bit more next week on on the Premier League. Um, the big thing over here in America is is into Miami, or as I've seen a few times, Messi FC. My my thoughts on it with with Messi coming over, I think it's I think it's great that he's that he's come over. But I, I personally can't get excited. And I and I think I've been thinking about this, like why that's the case. And and I think what it is is, you know, I was I was in America during the Beckham days when he came to LA Galaxy and after seeing like Beckham for years in England, you know, watching Match of the Day and watching the, the the games live, watching you know the two thousand and three um, was it two thousand and three or two thousand one the World Cup qualifier game when he scored the free kick. I think it was two thousand and one um, against Greece, and then when when you see him in 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 America, I was like I was just underwhelmed, but it was it was good to see you know, a player like that in the MLS. 
fast forward, same thing. One of my heroes, again, growing up, Stephen Gerrard, he comes over and, you know, you just see him sitting in that holding midfield and it's, again, just a little bit underwhelming. Uh, and then we've had Perlo, who did okay. But then even when they performed well, you know, you've got Zlatan, who was, you know, phenomenal, and, and Wayne Rooney for DC United was was entertaining. Um, I just think when you've seen these players in the prime at the, the clubs that sort of made them famous, it's it's nice in a way to, to see them over here, but it's also like when you watch um, the... I forget what they're called. The like the Legends games. I was watching one recently. It was like Liverpool versus Man United Legends, and um, you know it's nice to see them out on the field. But the, there's just there's something like missing for me, and I, and I think the same thing is is with Messi. Now, you know he's killing it. He's killing it over here. Some of the goals that he scored, some of the assists are are amazing, and I'm glad. People over here are, are, are able to to see to see him, but for me personally, it's just I don't know. It just doesn't excite me the the, the same as as seeing that player, um, like in the prime. Uh, I remember, I remember, what year would it have been? I think we're looking around twenty thirteen. I don't know if it's twenty fourteen or whether it's a year earlier, twenty twelve. I remember going to Manchester, Manchester City, when Messi, Messi was coming over with with Barcelona, and you know it was. I'm trying to think of a, a different word other than like magical. It was just amazing to see that person at an unstoppable time for you know iconic teams such as Barcelona against like a very good Man City team. And uh, it was the same with Ronaldo. I saw Ronaldo against Man City as well um, when he was playing for for Real Madrid. I think uh, yeah, Benzema was there, and you know the rest of them. And it was just it's just incredible to see them at that like the perfect time. So I, again, like when you see them now, it's just I don't know a little bit of an edge. A little bit of an edge has gone. Um, but that's not to say, you know, I'm I'm against it or anything like that. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like the excitement for me because I've seen seen a few of like my friends and people that I go to the to the bar with and stuff like that. You know, they're they're really in, enjoying it, but I, I just can't get on board the same. Um, so yeah, that's that's me. That's my thoughts on on that. And then the the next thing I think's absolutely massive at the moment is the you know Saudi Arabia. Uh, interesting. Have we seen it before with China? Yes. I remember everybody going out for the Chinese Super League, and the you know they were just buying buying everybody, and then all of a sudden it, it ended. Um, I don't know if Saudi Arabia will go the same way maybe it will maybe it won't um i saw saw today it was actually talk sport a radio show back in back in england um it was the ex crystal palace owner what's his name simon jordan and they were they were discussing 
Saudi Arabia wanting to join the Champions League, excuse me, wanting to join the the, the, the Champions League. And I think my thoughts align align with him. Don't always agree when I when I watch you know some of them interviews, but I thought what was was interesting about that was he he's saying he's not against you know a Saudi Arabian team joining the Champions League in 2025. As that's like kind of my thought process, I, I don't mind if they if they wanted to to join in twenty twenty five. the The issue comes with you know the financial fair play and the rules around around that. Um, are they going to be able to adhere to that? Probably not. Probably not. Um, you know, and it and that's the thing. Like I, I think he, he was saying about how we're trying to become like more responsible in terms of clubs and clubs being run correctly by correctly I mean you know not spending above and beyond the means um throughout certainly my life I've seen you know these teams that have been around for for um over a hundred years and they've had to fold because somebody's come in and had an idea of getting European soccer and then they don't make it. And then they're stuck with all these players that are on long contracts and earning too much money. And then the club goes bankrupt. You know, I've seen it with, with Portsmouth. It happened. Um, A team close to, to where I'm from, a, a team where I got my coaching start, Bury FC, they went. They went under. Stadium was just left um, derelict, and the fans have had to sort of rally to to get the club back. And you know, there, there was no there was no soccer there for for a long time. So these these are the things. So there's got to be there's got to still be that that policing at, at the top. Um, you know, a team that I coached for last year, Reading, Reading FC, they got relegated because they got hit by a six-point deduction, you know, which puts them down in the relegation zone. They weren't able to get out of it. And now they're in League One. They got another one-point deduction this this year. So I think if that's happening with, with teams in the Championship, League One, League Two, uh, Conference, non-league, then... You know the same type of policing has to take place at, at the top. Um, so, you know, offering coaches and players obscene amount of money is is fine, but the club has to prove that you know that they're also bringing whatever it is fifty percent of that through revenue. So, yeah, it'll be it's going to be an interesting couple of years. I feel where the landscape of of uh, football leads us but um yeah i think you know i think with with the game at the moment it 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 does look on the rise it does look promising with you know the mls certainly improving and uh, and i think the mls improving is bringing because they've got mexico on the on the doorstep that's lifting that up a little bit you've got obviously saudi arabia um that are doing doing their thing and then this is all leading up to the world cup in 2026 
which also is going to be in America. So it's it's certainly an exciting time. Time. I just think um, you know the powers that be need to need to to police it so it's sustainable for the for the future, and we don't get this you know bubble effect moving moving forward and all the all the money. Um, comes out and and certain teams you know lose out and and fans then don't have have a team to follow because they've just liquidated which nobody wants to see uh but yeah i think that's about it for this week's episode so thanks for listening i'm gonna have a busy weekend and then yeah i'll be back next week i've actually got a week off from from coaching so Yeah, probably plan to do a podcast uh, next Wednesday or Thursday. All right. Bye-bye.